Chapter Twenty Three of the Lost Princess of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Three: The Defiance of Ugu the Shoemaker. The delay caused by Scraps had prevented anyone from running to the shelves to secure the magic instruments so badly needed. Even Cake neglected to get her diamond-studded dishpan because she was watching the patchwork girl. And now the magician had opened his trap-door and appeared in his golden cage again, browning angrily because his prisoners had been able to turn their upside-down prison right side up. "'Which of you has dared to find my magic?' he shouted in a terrible voice. "'It was I,' answered Dorothy calmly. "'Then I shall destroy you, for you are only an earth girl and no fairy,' he said, and began to mumble some magic words. Dorothy now realized that Ugu must be treated as an enemy, so she advanced toward the corner in which he sat, saying as she went, "'I am not afraid of you, Mr. Shoemaker, and I think you'll be sorry pretty soon that you're such a bad man.' You can't destroy me, and I won't destroy you. But I'm going to punish you for your wickedness. Ugu laughed, a laugh that was not nice to hear, and then he waved his hand. Dorothy was halfway across the room when suddenly a wall of glass rose before her and stopped her progress. Through the glass she could see the magician sneering at her because she was a weak little girl, and this provoked her. Although the glass wall obliged her to halt, she instantly pressed both hands to her magic belt, and cried in a loud voice, Ugu the Shoemaker, by the magic virtues of the magic belt, I command you to become a dove. The magician instantly realized he was being enchanted, for he could feel his form changing. He struggled desperately against the enchantment, mumbling magic words and making magic passes with his hands. And in one way he succeeded in defeating Dorothy's purpose, for while his form soon changed to that of a gray dove, the dove was of an enormous size, bigger even than Ugu had been as a man, and this feat he had been able to accomplish before his powers of magic wholly deserted him. And the dove was not gentle as doves usually are, for Ugu was terribly enraged at the little girl's success. His books had told him nothing of the Gnome King's magic belt, the country of the gnomes being outside the land of Oz. He knew, however, that he was likely to be conquered unless he made a fierce fight, so he spread his wings and rose in the air and flew directly toward Dorothy. The wall of glass had disappeared the instant Ugu became transformed. Dorothy had meant to command the belt to transform the magician into a dove of peace, but in her excitement she forgot to say more than dove, and now Ugu was not a dove of peace by any means, but rather a spiteful dove of war. His size made his sharp beak and claws very dangerous, but Dorothy was not afraid when he came darting toward her, with his talons outstretched and his sword-like beak open. She knew the magic belt would protect its wearer from harm. 
But the frogman did not know that fact, and became alarmed at the little girl's seeming danger. So he gave a sudden leap, and leaped full upon the back of the great dove. Then began a desperate struggle. The dove was as strong as Ugu had been, and in size it was considerably bigger than the frogman. But the frogman had eaten the Sozoso, and it had made him fully as strong as Ugu the dove. At the first leap he bore the dove to the floor, but the giant bird got free and began to bite and claw the frogman, beating him down with its great wings whenever he attempted to rise. The thick, tough skin of the big frog was not easily damaged, but Dorothy feared for her champion, and by again using the transformation power of the magic belt, she made the dove grow small until it was no larger than a canary bird. Ugu had not lost his knowledge of magic when he lost his shape as a man, and he now realized it was hopeless to oppose the power of the magic belt, and knew that his only hope of escape was in instant action. So he quickly flew into the golden-jeweled dishpan he had stolen from Cake the Cookie Cook, and as birds can talk as well as beasts or men in the fairyland of Oz, he muttered the magic word that was required, and wished himself in the country of the Quadlings, which was as far away from the wicker castle as he believed he could get. Our friends did not know, of course, what Ugu was about to do. They saw the dishpan tremble an instant, and then disappear, the dove disappearing with it, and although they waited expectantly for some minutes for the magician's return, Ugu did not come back again. "'Seems to me,' said the wizard in a cheerful voice, "'that we have conquered the wicked magician more quickly than we expected to.' "'Don't say we! Dorothy did it!' cried the patchwork girl, turning three somersaults in succession, and then walking around on her hands. "'Hurrah for Dorothy!' "'I thought you said you did not know how to use the magic of the Gnome King's belt,' said the wizard to Dorothy. "'I didn't know at that time,' she replied. "'But afterward I remember how the Gnome King once used the magic belt to enchant people and transform them into ornaments and all sorts of things. So I tried some enchantments in secret, and after a while I transformed the sawhorse into a potato masher, and back again.' and the cowardly lion into a pussycat, and back again, and then I knew the thing would work all right. "'When did you perform those enchantments?' asked the wizard, much surprised. "'One night, when all the rest of you were asleep at Scraps, and she had gone chasing moonbeams.' "'Well,' remarked the wizard, "'your discovery has certainly saved us a lot of trouble.' and we must all thank the frogman, too, for making such a good fight. The dove's shape had Ugu's evil disposition inside it, and that made the monster bird dangerous. The frogman was looking sad because the bird's talons had torn his pretty clothes, but he bowed with much dignity at this well-deserved praise. Cake, however, had squatted on the floor and was sobbing bitterly. <laughs> "'My precious dishpan is gone,' she wailed. 
gone just as i had found it again never mind said trot trying to comfort her it's sure to be somewhere so we'll certainly run across it some day yes indeed added betsy now that we have ozma's magic picture we can tell just where the dove went with your dishpan they all approached the magic picture and dorothy wished it to show the enchanted form of oogoo the shoemaker wherever it might be at once there appeared in the frame of the picture a scene in the far quadling country where the dove was perched disconsolately on the limb of a tree and the jeweled dishpan lay on the ground just underneath the limb but where is the place how far or how near asked cake anxiously the book of records will tell us that answered the wizard so they looked in the great book and read the following Ugu the magician being transformed into a dove by princess dorothy of oz has used the magic of the golden dishpan to carry him instantly to the northeast corner of the quadling country don't worry cake for the scarecrow and the tin woodman are in that part of the country looking for ozma and they'll surely find your dishpan good gracious exclaimed button bright we've forgotten all about ozma let's find out where the magician hid her back to the magic picture they trooped but when they wished to see ozma wherever she might be hidden only a round black spot appeared in the center of the canvas i don't see how that can be ozma said dorothy much puzzled it seems to be the best the magic picture can do however said the wizard no less surprised if it's an enchantment looks as if the magician had transformed ozma into a chunk of pitch End of chapter 23